Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Women in My World. Today is an incredible day. I have one of my dear friends, sisters in Christ, and one of the women in my world who's been with me, I think almost to the beginning, Marianne Helland. And she is, I want to give her an intro here before I bring her on, but I am i am thrilled. You are all going to be so blessed by this conversation. I know she is going to inspire you. Marianne is an actor. She's a director and producer. She is originally from Norway, which I love because I love just hearing her, her native tongue. Um, Um, She grew up in Madagascar as a missionary kid, and she now lives in L.A. with her husband, Kristen, and stays very busy with her two beautiful boys. She is always auditioning and uh, working on some really cool projects, which I'm going to tell you guys, we're going to share a little bit about. Um, You're going to have to stay with us, though, for the whole show to make sure you hear what she is involved in. Probably one of your favorite streaming television shows, and so don't miss that. Uh, she is a mama, though, to two sweet little boys. Marianne is involved with the Greenhouse Productions. It's a nonprofit connecting creatives to L.A. and each other. She serves on the worship team at our church, uh, Christian Assembly. And, um, yeah, she's an incredible musician as well, a vocalist. I, there's too many things to say about this fantastic woman. She is currently writing two shorts and developing a feature film. She loves collaborating with other creatives and hopes to provide a little bit of joy to the world through entertainment. And I know she's provided a whole lot of joy through mine, uh, and we're going to share that. But welcome, Marianne. I'm so excited to have you with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It is such an honor. I am thrilled. Well, it's been so cool to watch you grow and to see your family grow and you grow in your your career and in just the time even at your church and all the things that God has you doing. And so, um, and we're going to talk a little bit about when we work together on a project and and even what Marianne did for me in my life. And so, but I, I love to kick off the, the show always by asking this particular question. And so I would love for you to share with, with me and the listeners how you define success. How I define success today is very different from how I defined it, let's say 10 years ago. <laughs> I would have defined it as uh, working in the industry and you know get, getting your heart's desires in terms of your career, because that's what my focus was. Um, but now I would say that success is having harmony between your your spiritual, emotional, and physical life, mm-hmm. um, having your family know that they are loved, and having a close relationship with God, and to be able to balance career and family is success. <laughs> Yeah, I love, I love just even your face on that because I know you are a busy mama and you're working all the time. Uh, you know, I love that, and I love that you shared a little bit about what success might have looked like several years ago versus what it looks like today. And and I love that the Lord does that; He grows us in such a deep and rich way with Him first and foremost mm-hmm. to actually change the lens of our eye to see success differently, not of of how the world portrays it, but actually how he sees it according to his will and plan. Mm-hmm. And um, just watching your career in your life has been been so much of a highlight for me to see how he's grown you. I'd love to hear a little bit, you know, you grew up in Norway and 
he came over, but came over to the U.S. and and I was so fortunate to know you early on in Hollywood before I left uh, to move to the South. But I'd love to hear a little bit about your growing up in Norway. And did you always believe? I mean, did God call you to the entertainment world early on? Like, what was what did that look like for Marianne as a little girl uh, to pursue this dream and this passion that He had laid on your heart? Wow. Well, growing up, it, I. I spent my childhood years in Madagascar as a missionary kid, and then I spent my teens in Norway. So when I was a missionary kid in Madagascar, we lived uh, away from my parents, away from my family in dorms and went to a Norwegian school there. Um, And every year they would put on two to three plays. And that was just the highlight of my time there. Uh, I think it was, you know, the parents would get, would come in and everybody would watch and it was such a like affirmation and it was a time to be seen and everybody noticed me and, um, would bestow compliments and all those things. And so it was always something that I really enjoyed and I felt seen doing. And then in my teens, when I was doing theater at the local, uh, regional theater, I felt like it was the only time I could express myself and be myself uh, because I felt like I was always such a good, good girl, but that wasn't really accepted as the cool thing to be in school. So I never felt like I was able to be myself. Uh, So theater kind of allowed me to explore all the different facets of who I was. Um, And when I then was in high school applying to colleges, I, I knew that acting was all I wanted to do. But of course, I had to apply to different things and, you know, apply to all kinds of plan Bs, if you will. Right. <laughs> that so often lead us to plan A. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I just, I always felt a tug on my heart to go to LA. I'd never visited. Mm-hmm. Um, after high school, I visited the States and then, yeah, just fell in love with the American people. I'd already fallen in love with an American, um, but, but always, <laughs> always felt called to go to LA and be a missionary in Hollywood, as they say. And um, I really feel like that's what the Lord has called me to. And, and it's, so it's shifted from like being seen to just being passionate about the work and being able to express myself creatively. And um, yeah. Now, I love that story about growing up in Madagascar and, you know, especially as a missionary kid, how did that influence you, the missionary side of it with your mom and dad? How has that influenced you in your life and what you're doing now actually in Hollywood? Because I would think that there's got to be some parallel to what, you know, you're called there to create disciples. Um, you know, what did that look like for you and how did that influence you now in, in Hollywood doing what you do? Yeah, I think sometimes I felt like, oh man, my parents must be really disappointed that I've moved away from home and it's it's been a, something that I've had to work through in terms of guilt and and leaving my parents. And then I realized, mm-hmm. well, their call was to leave their parents and go be missionaries. And and um thinking about my own children, um God calls them to something other than what he's called me to do. And just as he called my parents to do something, it's different from what I am doing. And so I think God calls us all to different things. And so I've accepted the fact that God has me here in LA and there's no more guilt about being here. Um, but I I grew up knowing Jesus my whole life. Uh, and that was a, 
a comforting thing that I always brought with me. And I always knew who Jesus was and what joy I could Mm -hmm. have in the Lord. And uh, my parents were wonderful uh, Christians. And I really had to find Jesus for myself again when I started college because I recognized that my faith was very rooted in just generalizations of Mm -hmm. how to live and not really in who he was and what he was to me every day. Um, So it was, I I definitely had to, um, to grow in my own relationship with God. And I knew that coming to LA, that had to be my foundation. I had to have a firm foundation in who Christ was because I went to college in England for a year and it was a very, very spiritually dark place. And I recognized very early on that if I wanted to do what I said I wanted to do with my career and with my life, which is to shine a light for Jesus in this industry, I had to have a firm foundation and know who Jesus was to me personally. I love that. Now you've been in Los Angeles for how long? Almost 10 years. Almost 10 years. And you and I met pretty close to when you arrived in Los Angeles, right? Yeah. A couple days later. (laughs) (laughs) A couple days later. I loved it. I'll never forget. uh, You were invited by a friend to come to my house. We were doing the Women in My World uh, Bible Studies on Tuesday morning. And you were invited to come and be a part of this group of ladies. And I'm so thankful that you were a part of that and that, that God brought you into that. How do you, how do you think, or what does it look like for you? How has God taken from where you were at, at that particular point in time as Marianne and your identity in Christ and what you are there actively pursuing to who you are today? What, what does that look like for you? Uh, the difference between night and day, I would think. <laughs> <laughs> I came in guns blazing, feeling so ready to take on the industry and to take on acting. Um, mm. And then I got a harsh reality check that I was not aware of who I was and whose I was and how worthy I was. Mm. Uh, I think I was still carrying a lot of the, I need to be seen to be worthy and I need to be, uh, if I don't book roles, I'm not worthy of love and worthy of good gifts. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really, I was not in a good place, uh, healthy emotionally. um, And Mm -hmm. it's taken me many, many years to recognize what my identity is and how loved I am Mm -hmm. and how worthy we all are. Um, And I think it's been a a stripping away of, of insecurity And, um, I think with how I define success now, I feel like anyone can be successful all the time, no matter their, uh, career advancement. Mm -hmm. And before I would, I placed my, my value in my career advancement. And I, because I don't do that anymore, I can feel successful every day. And Isn't that great? It's like a freedom, right? You kind of like, you wake up one day and you realize like, wait a minute. 
God actually doesn't tell me that I have to go out and create all of these titles behind my name or to have all of these things for me to be loved and worthy according to what he's called me to. And I think that's such a powerful freedom that we finally come to a place to realize that. But Hollywood is a difficult place. Hollywood is a place also where, you know, we do, we're constantly, and I don't like to really use this word, but it's truth is in competition. You know, you're in competition. You're constantly being told in some way, shape or form that you're not enough. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's very difficult to get into the door to do certain things there. And now it's even harder because most of what we do is online. So we don't even get to do a real relationship with people. They just get to see us a lot of times on camera. You know, I think that that's such a powerful statement, though, is that you had to find out who and who's you, who's you were. Talk to us a little bit about that as you started to dive in. How did you discover whose you were? What was it that really triggered you to know, hey, God, this is who God has created me to be, and now I've found that time and the freedom to walk in it? Mm. That's such a good question. I mean, we went through an identity study in, with the women in my world, and mm-hmm. you were mentoring and leading that and kind of challenging us on on personality types and like just re- doing the Priscilla Shires, the Beth Moore's freedom mm-hmm. study um, uh, and recognizing or studying Jackie Hill Perry now and a lot of different things that she's teaching on. and. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, it is hard to find your identity if you're looking to the world. Yeah. And when you were teaching us about identity and you were mentoring us, you were doing it through the lens of Christ and you were mm-hmm. studying, we were studying Gideon and we were studying how little and low Gideon was and how great things he could do for God. Mm-hmm. And it just made me recognize that even though I was little and insignificant and unworthy, God could still use me because that Mm -hmm. is what he has done with every single person in the Bible. Mm -hmm. He hasn't started off with like the best of the best to then be used by God. He uses the, the people who have insecurity. And I will very much say that I was, I didn't have any belief in myself at Mm -hmm. all. I just wanted to be seen and recognized. Um, so it, it has been such a journey of recognizing that, that God can use all of our weakness and all of Mm. our pain and our struggles to, 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 to glorify his name. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love it. Cause I always think of like, he uses the ordinary to do extraordinary Mm -hmm. and he puts us in places to glorify him. And there's such freedom in that when we really do find out who we are and whose we are, that we can walk in it. We can walk in what he's called us to in such a different way. When you going into this, you know, I love talking a little bit about some of the things that we've done in our career. I have to tell you all that Marianne and gave me an opportunity the very first time that I directed a short film that I got to work alongside of her and and partner with her on called Birdie Song. And we, um, we just had an incredible time together, but it was such a beautiful, uh, just an opportunity to come alongside of her. And so I got to watch though, Marianne, she, she's always great at comedy and she's, you know, but she's such a powerful, dramatic actress. Like she's so good. And so, um, we, we, if you guys get a chance, check it out. Birdie song. Uh, it's a great short film and, and Marianne was the star of this, this movie. 
You're listening to the Edify Podcast Network. We'll be right back. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. This is the Edify Podcast Network. Welcome back. Talk to us a little bit about the journey you've gone on because you've not only been an actress in Hollywood, tell us a little bit about what you've done in Hollywood as far as work-wise, because I love how he's put you in some dark places to be a light to those around you. And then talk to us a little bit about what kind of journey God's taken you on through some of the roles that he's given you in the industry. Sure. First off, though, I want to say just a quick note about Birdie's song. And we we came upon some challenges at the beginning of shooting the film. Mm-hmm. And I will never forget, we were standing in your kitchen and you said to me, even if it all blows up, I will not leave you. I'm here with you. And that has been such a mm-hmm. powerful way that God has shown me how he will never leave me or forsake me and how mm-hmm. just that Bible verse has really stuck with me and seeing you put that into action and be that for me really, really meant so much. So thank you. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm like crying. I'm sitting here going, ah, I remember that moment standing in the kitchen, yeah. but it really is true of how much I love you and believe in everything that God had his hand on for you. And I would always want you to know that, that I would never leave you. So thank yeah. You honored to well, be by your side. Like, you know, Hollywood is challenging. It is tough. Yes. It is such a hustle. Um, when I, when we decided to produce Birdie's song, it came out of a, a groaning of not being able to get work. And so yeah. we felt like, okay, well then God is calling us to, to make work. Um, mm-hmm. if we can't find a door to knock on, let's build our own door. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> I love that. Let's do our own thing. Yes. yes. Yeah. So we, um, just that there was a lot of freedom knowing that we could create our own work. And now that has catapulted me to recognize that I can make more work and people like mm-hmm. when work has been made for them. <laughs> so yes. <laughs> being able to kind of lead the charge has been really fun on some things. And I feel like God has more of that in store, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I worked on a couple of really big, uh, sets as a stand in for some pretty big actresses, probably some of the biggest. And I got to interact with big stars and recognizing that they all breathe the same air as me and mm-hmm. we all breathe the same air. Everybody has problems. They're just in different format. Uh, so it kind of, de-escalated that desire to be something else because they have it better or they are more worthy or whatever it is because everybody has their own problems. Mm-hmm. Um, but I worked mm-hmm. on some pretty dark sets where the darkness was palpable. Um, it's so funny. I was actually having a conversation with a friend of mine who just booked a role on um, one of the same shows by the same mm-hmm. creator. And he was mentioning how he had remembered me talking about how dark it was and he's not a believer. And Mm. he was saying he felt the palpable darkness on the show. Um, And I think there is so much spiritual warfare going on. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Hollywood and media is such a platform for 
the enemy to use because we are so interested in entertainment and we want to be entertained. So we'll push our boundaries to what we will watch and what we'll do. Um, We're consumers. We're consumers. We see that right now. I mean, they're making shows now where you can, you know, everybody's coined the word binge, binge watch, because we're mm -hmm. such consumers. And so often we, we toss our values and things to the side to be entertained. Mm -hmm. And, and you're right. And there's a lot of darkness in these places right now, especially with the witchcraft and a lot of the demonic stuff. And it is palpable to, you know, you can see it on whether it's shows or people or, you know, whatever that looks like. So, and it's definitely going on there in Hollywood for sure, all over the place, truly. Yeah. But I, but I have always felt like I was called to be a light in the darkness. And I recognized Mm -hmm. on a show that I needed to leave it because it was too dark and my light was fizzling. Um, and then I worked on a movie just recently where it was, I honestly had a, a, an angelic slash demonic experience, um, Mm. where I could sense the angels in the room and I don't want to get too much into it. Um, cause, but like, the fact that angels and demons are present in our world was very, very evident. Absolutely. Well, they say what we're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're fighting against the principalities. And so we have to know that. And I love that because that's you tuned into the Holy Spirit and really being aware of the presence around you of what's going on because they are fighting like crazy for you and everyone else that's in these places. And so that's incredible that yeah. you actually experienced it and were able to, to, to see that going on around you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we, we sometimes, I am guilty of this myself. I am never quiet. I always busy my mind. I'm scrolling my phone all the time and I've, I struggle with that. Um, so I've put away my social media for the week because I knew that I needed to just focus on God because he's taking me through some hard, challenging moments as mom. <laughs> but, uh, but I think when we are so busy and we always fill our minds, we're not recognizing the spiritual yeah. world around us. And we're not mm-hmm. recognizing our need for God and for his Holy Spirit. So and good. when we're, when we're not involved with God and spiritually healthy, how can we expect to be spiritually healthy? Mm. Uh, just the way that our bodies, if we don't work out and eat healthy, how can we expect our bodies to physically function properly? We can't. Right. So right. that's something that I am have recognized over the past years is you won't have a healthy spiritual life if you don't have healthy spiritual disciplines and awareness of what's going on. And that's, no, that's something so that good. I really, really feel when I work on shows is how much of a need it is for me to be poured into in order to pour out what Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be pouring out, which is the love of Jesus. Right, right. And it is, it's almost impossible if we're not getting up daily and connecting with the Lord. And then, you know, having that vertical relationship, it's really hard for us to pour it out horizontally. And I think, you know, as in many other professions, you know, entertainment and media as well, there's so much pressure around us all the time. And so when we're, when we kind of start on the rat wheel right away with social media or getting into our phones before we get into the word of God, it sets the, sets us in motion. And I know for myself, you know, I've gone through this time recently too, where there was this, 
very kind of dark cloud and it seemed really overwhelming and, you know, trying to make sure that I was getting up and, and being in the word. And I would get so frustrated because I would dig into my Bible and I'm like, okay, I can't concentrate. I'm super distracted. You know, something just happened or mm-hmm. I pick up my phone and, you know, things like that, that were happening. And I finally realized like, wait a minute, there's something on the verge that's getting, that's going to be big. That's about to happen. Mm-hmm. And the enemy does not want me to be connected Mm-hmm. to the Lord in this particular time. And mm-hmm. so the further I got away from spending time with the Lord, the heavier the dark cloud felt. And finally, the Lord said to me, and you were just in my home recently when we did the Women of My World Leadership Gathering, where the Lord said to me, take off your shoes and worship. Mm-hmm. Like if there's nothing else that you can do because you can't settle your mind or you can't get away from it, take your shoes off and worship me. And I thought, what a powerful statement, the simplicity of it and the beauty of it. And I think I love what you're saying because we do have to be obedient and disciplined to do what God's calling us to do in order for us to see what he's calling us into. Yeah, We're warriors. Yeah, We've got to be able to fight. And if we can't see it, we can't fight it. And whatever we fill our mind with is what our hearts will spew out of our mouths. And Absolutely. I, um, we were watching a TV show recently and I just recognized that my language was so awful after I had watched the show. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I don't see the connection. But then we kept watching the show and I was like, oh my goodness, this is like, this is a dark show and it is right. darkening my mind. So I, right. and then if I spend time at church, if I spend time on the worship team, if I spend time in worship, I I am a different person, a, yeah. a good, kind person that my kids want to be around. And the other day, probably, yesterday, I was having like one of those mom mornings where you're not a hot mess mom, you're just a mess mom. <laughs> and I was like, you're a hot mess, just mess. <laughs> yeah. And I was saying, God, what do I do right now? I have no idea how I'm going to handle it. And just immediately was worship, worship me. Yeah. And so we turned on the worship music and I was stretching my hand up to God and I was just like singing along to God. And then my little one and a half year old who's on my hip, he like reaches his hand up and we're both like standing there with our arms in the air. And it was just like the most precious moment. And it ended like two seconds later with him slapping me in the face. But (laughs) But that was good while it lasted. Wake up, mama. (laughs) But it was just such a sweet like worship me and your heart will be lighter you know, yeah, the heaviness no. will dissipate and, and all you need is God. Like That's in, so in the tough moments, like you need God. And then I'm able to handle the slap in the face, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right. the sucker punch, the slap in the face, the kick. Well, that leads me to, um, talked a little bit about, you know, you're you, here, you are, you're in Hollywood, you're a mama, you do all of these things in the industry. And, but, but you're also trying to do it you know, I guess for a better word is you're doing it all really. And so how do you balance all of that? What does it look like for Marianne to be mom, you know, uh, worshiping God first and husband and family? Like, how do you, how do you get through your days, you know, being a mama bear and doing what God has also called you to do outside of the home? Yeah, that's a, that's a big question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think what I've recognized is I always think at the end of the day, when the boys are in bed, I'm going to do the things that I need to do for myself. But 
by the time 7.30 rolls around, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm, I don't function. So I figured out <laughs> I need to wake up early. I need to set my alarm. Even though I'm not a morning person, I hate mornings. I like spent a great morning today, just sitting in bed, drinking coffee, reading my Bible. And that really is so life-giving. Mm-hmm. Um, and I honestly couldn't do anything without community. We have my husband's sister who's really gracious with her time and she helps us out when I travel or when I have auditions, she comes and watches the boys. And we are so, so blessed and fortunate with that. Um, And my husband is such a support. He, I couldn't rave enough about how much he supports me just in my career, but also just with his time. Like if he goes to work Later in the day, he says, I've got the boys this morning, go and, you know, do whatever you need to do for your career. And so it's a, it's definitely a a community thing for sure. I couldn't do it all by myself. I love that. No, I love that. And God puts his arms around you and, you know, to make sure that he's giving you all the things that you need. But I agree with you. It's like, you really do have to start your mornings by digging into the word of God. This morning I got up and I was in the word and then I listened to, I I really have to get my mind in a certain space. And so instead of turning things on, I'll turn on like a you know, the abide app or whatever. And it was all about God's mercies are new every morning. And it, it, it really hit me as I was going into this, listening to this and just, you know, preparing my heart and getting ready for the day. What they were saying was God's mercy is new every morning, Mm -hmm. not just a morning in your life or a morning once a week or a morning once a month, like every morning as you wake up and you're connected with the father, his mercy is new for you for that day. Mm -hmm. And that just set my whole mind in, in this forward path to say, okay, I might've done whatever I did yesterday and I may have failed on a mountain of things that I, you know, whatever it was that it looked like, or I was trying to accomplish. But today his mercy is new because his grace and his faithfulness towards me because of his love for me is so deep. And I think so often if we don't dig into the word of God first thing in the morning, we know that it's still there, but we see it in a different light. We get to see it brand new for the morning and we get to utilize it really as we walk through our days. Mm-hmm. You know, our day, I should say, holding on to that perspective and being reminded. And I don't know about you, but I feel like when I really dig into those mornings, um, there's almost an aroma that happens. And I know it's not just my coffee because I'm such a big coffee drinker. <laughs> But there really is this sweet aroma that, you know, kicks us into gear. And and I'm sure you feel the same way. There's something that happens to you and your spirit that allows you to press forward no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. 100%. There, there's no, that's a really good way to put it. And just knowing that you filled yourself with, with the word of God and knowing that he can speak to you through his word. And then going out about your day and then you'll be reminded of a person or reminded of something. And you like, I will text a person and they will cry because they're so happy to have had somebody reach out because they needed that that day. Or And it would be someone random that I hadn't thought about in a month or something like that. Right. So I, I think that God really is able to be heard almost mm-hmm. because I'm, I've tuned in to who he is and mm-hmm. Uh, how he speaks and his gentle whisper and recognizing that if I've started my morning with God, uh, Mm -hmm. he, he can continue 
to to work in my day as opposed to me starting it with myself or on social media and then just being completely distracted and not not listening for, yeah. for what he wants to tell me. It's it's like that not being present, right? Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about as we're going to be tri- probably kind of winding down a little bit, but you know, you serve at church, you serve in your community um, at the greenhouse. Talk to us a little bit about how you serve others and serve women in general, um, where God has placed you for such a time as this. I knew this question was coming. <laughs> I was like, oh no, who do I serve? <laughs> Every, you do, you serve all so many and, and you do because right there, there's two large spaces and places that you serve. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I have to be honest right now is a season where I'm focused really heavily on my boys, on yeah. my home. Um, but in that I'm, you know, my sister-in-law comes and helps with the boys. And if she's going through something, I'm there to walk her through that and to kind of, um, I don't want, I, I feel weird saying a spiritual mentor. Um, but in some instances that that's what I feel like I am. Um, yeah, for sure. No, that's great. Um, and interning with the greenhouse and, uh, I've met a lot of people who, seem to want to talk to me and seem to want to hear what I have to say. And so they'll call me mm. up for coffee and we go do coffee. And then they'll just, I, I, um, I was mentioning to a friend, I, over ice cream, I think we were having, and I was saying, you know, I, I want to be able to mentor other women. And, and she was like, Oh, but that's what, that's, that's this right now. She's like, that's what you do. Yeah. Don't you and it was, it was <laughs> like, oh, okay. to say that. Yeah. yeah. And she was kind of just reminding me like getting coffee with people and being present with people and having people Thanks. be seen. Cause I think that's what I needed. Um, and where you stepped in for me when I first moved to LA was being seen by mm-hmm. someone. Um, mm-hmm. And if anything else, if nothing else, I, I think I have the ability to see someone um, and just see where they're at and, and, and walk alongside them. Uh, even if it's just coffee once a month or something like that, or a check-in text or something, it's, I, I think that that is what I am capable of right now. And that, and, and here's the thing is this, is I'm just going to encourage you in that because sometimes being present with one-on-one individually is actually harder than being in the mass crowd. Um, because really it does take a lot for us to be present. And I think Jesus was the greatest example of this in the, in the new Testament when he specifically, when he sat with women or he was encountering a woman, you know, I always talk about this, that he was the ultimate romance because he gave us this love language that we need. We we are intimate creatures that he's created us to be. And we do need to be sat with and seen very specifically, just like the woman at the well, Jesus was waiting and sitting for her and he listened and he offered her, um, you know, the living water. And he, he, he also went, and spoke truth to her. And there was this moment that happened in the woman who with the hemorrhage that was in the crowd of many that would be an outcast to those, but he saw her. And, and so I think it's so important for us to remember and, and, and to know that it's a lot harder sometimes to see the one and to be present with the one than to be in the crowd of many. Um, and, and so I want to encourage you in that. I think today we forget about that. And, um, 
So I think what you do is you're pouring into women probably even in a greater depth than you even realize. And so that's powerful. And everybody that's listening, we all get caught up in what the world wants to say that we have to have as a platform. It has to be big and it has to be, you know, but yet what you're offering is so specific. You, you know, in Hebrews, I think it's Hebrews 13 where it talks about, you know, worshiping and serving. You serve to the capacity at where you're at. And that is where God sees you doing what you can in that season, in that moment. And that's big. That's going beyond what you can do. And so right now you're in a season of life where there's so much with with family and raising two beautiful little boys that he knows your heart, that your willingness is to give your time. And it's something that's precious and you can't get it back. Nobody can buy time. Nobody can buy time. Even the wealthiest of the wealthiest cannot buy time. So I want to encourage you in that. And I love that you're pouring into women one-on-one and hearing them and empowering them through your time with them. Um, you are really, really great at that. I, I'm an always encouraged. I'm always encouraged by you, Marianne. And I want to talk to you a little bit about, because we're going to have to wrap up here. So I know that you have just landed on a, a new project. I'm going to let you share about that. And I love that God is put you in this space because I remember seeing you in Los Angeles back a few months ago and mm-hmm. sitting across from you and looking at you knowing that God was about ready to do something and then to know that he did it mm-hmm. was really cool. So share a little bit about this new series that we're on, how we're going to actually be able to watch you and how the women can stay connected to you. Yeah, great. Uh, I specifically wrote out a prayer for the new year at new on new year's Eve this past mm-hmm. year. Um, and I specifically wrote out things that I wanted God to, to help me with in my life. And one of the things was, was out of nowhere, taking my career somewhere that it, that I wasn't expecting. Um, and you, I think we were sitting opposite each other in April. And then mm-hmm. a week later I got an audition, an audition for a show called vindication. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was really excited about the role. It was super fun. And then I got a call back and I was just shocked that I got a call back and was so excited to get a call back. Um, and then I booked it and I, it's a five episode recurring guest star on the TV show Vindication, which is on Pure Flix and Amazon. Mm-hmm. And I believe it's coming out next year. Um, and it is just a very exciting faith-based crime drama. Yes. And I can't say too much about my part, but it was really fun to shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Was it a dramatic part? Can you tell us that? Yes, it was. (laughs) I got to work with some amazing actors and I'm extremely grateful to Jared for Mm. um, gifting me this part. It's a, a dramatic role. Um, and it's a very empowering role. It was mm-hmm. so funny because I traveled to Europe and I got to use some of this character in my own personal journey because she's a strong woman. And sometimes I cower a little bit and think that I'm just, you know, a short little girl. Um, but <laughs> I was like putting on that strength that this character had and kind of took a little bit of her on and, and that was good. Um, 
So I love that. Yeah. I love that. Well, I can't wait to stream it and watch you. And so everybody listening right now, Vindication on Pure Flix and Amazon, make sure that you're watching for Marianne and uh, make sure you support shows like this because that's what we need. We need to be putting more shows out like Jared and his team are making and all the talent that's coming to the table to tell these stories. And uh, we're excited beyond measure. Okay. So tell us, give us, just give us a word of encouragement and tell the listeners where they can find you and how they can continue to support you. Wow. Uh, a word of encouragement. I, I think surround yourself with, with who you want to be like, um, mm-hmm. and know your worth and know who you're worthy of being around. Um, and go to church. <laughs> <laughs> Go to church. I love it. Yes, I agree. Go to church. Um, surround yourself with with Christians who will pour into you. Um, but I, yeah, I think that would be my word of encouragement because there's you can't can't do or be anything if you're not um, if you don't know that you're Jesus's and how much yeah. He loves us. That's um, so I think good. Especially as women, sometimes we have a hard time knowing how loved we are. Um, but when we see how Jesus loves us and how he dances over us and uh, rejoices over who we are, um, I think that really shapes how we live our lives. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. No, I love that. It's the perfect way to encourage every listener. Yeah. yeah. And, and how can, can we find you? You can find me on Instagram, Marianne Holland, or on Twitter. Um, yeah, just look up Marianne yeah. Holland and that's me. <laughs> All right. Well, we're we're excited. We're excited to continue to watch what God is going to do in pouring favor over you. And so thank you for being a woman in my world. And uh, hey, everyone that's listening today, thank you for joining us. I know that you have been inspired. You have been activated and encouraged in your faith and in your relationships. Keep walking and digging deep with the Lord. He will never fail you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Uh, thank you to Edify today to partnering with us and make sure you download the app, share it with a friend who needs some encouragement as well and just wants to be a part of the women in my world. Go on and uh, check us out at thewomeninmyworld.org. Become a part of our community as well. You can also listen on Spotify and um, Apple. And so, hey, it's, it's, it's another day in the Women in My World. We have been encouraged by you all and we're excited to continue to challenge you and hope and help you grow in your world. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.